intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. Coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. Um, my guest today, he is Tony Tapone, and he will be talking about horror movies. What horror movies you need to see? What horror movies you need to watch? You know, especially this time of the season in October, movies of you know horror nature are in everywhere with AMC's Fright Fest, Chillerthon, Chiller Channel. There's so many different types of channels out there, especially I think regular shows um, that are related to horror. There's a lot. A lot of um, sci-fi channel usually has the Friday the 13th marathon. There's a lot of horror movies that are running because horror is pretty much, in my opinion, one of the biggest, you know, besides superhero movies, one of the biggest, you know, movie, you know, franchises people get involved in. You know, people love seeing horror movies. People love getting scared. People love taking dates out and, you know, the dates getting scared and they have a shoulder to cry on. But horror movies are a mainstay you know, in the film genre, and, well, Tony gives his insights of what horror movies, shows, we talk a lot of ranges from horror movie shows, um, um, shows that you need to watch, old movies, classics, you know, we talk about series, we talk a lot about horror in this um, quick episode about what the fans want to see in horror in the month of October because it's running all over. If you want to see something different other than the Halloween um, marathons or the Friday the 13th marathons, check this episode out. It might give you some details on what to see. You can catch us at DA Atomic Podcast on Twitter. We're also on Facebook, The Atomic Podcast. Um, check us out. We over have a hundred hundreds of episodes there so check us out and get ready to listen to tony gives you the insights uh let's start with psycho 1960 alfred hitchcock classic um bride of frankenstein 1935 universal pictures 1957 uh 1958 horror of dracula the hammer film starring peter cushing and christopher lee uh, of course, Halloween wouldn't be Halloween without the movie Halloween from uh, 1978, John Carpenter's landmark uh, slasher film. And finally, I'd go with The Exorcist, William Friedkin's adaptation of William Peter Blatty's novel, which came out in 1973 and has not lost its power to shock and terrify and keep you up at night. So there's the top five Uh, do you have any like top five, let's say, um, television horror shows that people should tune in, like for Halloween or any other thrills if they want to get scared? Sure. Uh, of the of recent shows, uh, I I thought Penny Dreadful was one of the best horror shows ever done. Uh, that was on uh, Showtime ran for three seasons. Um, I of course love The Walking Dead, uh, yes. which is coming back to AMC. Uh, in, in a couple of weeks. The Fear the Walking Dead has been a horrible disappointment, but The Walking Dead is just as good as it ever was. Um, let's see. Um, a show that didn't get as much press but deserves it is Outcast, which was on Cinemax during the summer, and it'll be coming back for a second season. But uh, fans might want to check out uh, uh, you know, the, the, that series. Uh, it's about... Uh, 
small southern town uh, that's besieged by uh, some bizarre possessions, people becoming possessed by something otherworldly. Uh, stars Patrick Fugit. Uh, that's terrific. Really, really good, creepy show. It's very scary. And then classic scare shows. Um, you can't beat the original Twilight Zone. You know, some of those episodes are just as fresh today as they were 50 years ago when they first aired. I'm um, also a fan of, uh, let's see, TV-wise, um, The Outer Limits, the original mm-hmm. black and white episodes. Those are great Monster of the Week shows. And, uh, yeah, I saw the first episode of The Exorcist reboot on Fox, and I thought that was pretty good. And I also enjoy Supernatural on the CW. There's plenty of horror shows to choose from. Yeah. Uh, our fans have an, about, an embarrassment of riches at their fingertips. Yeah. Um, what do you think the, the status on TV shows is? Because there's a lot of, cance- well, not cancellations. Well, I should say serious finales coming up next year. Um, Bates Motel, The Strain, we heard is going to be the fourth and final season. Um, do you think they're in a decline or you think they're more, um, more getting more popular now by the minute with, you know, the way television is going and oh, yeah. the direction? shows, you know, just have a logical ending point, and that's the case with The Strain. Supernatural is about to enter, I think it's 12th season. Um, Vampire Diaries, I think, is going into its 7th season. That's ending. So I think some of these shows have a, you know, have a lifespan, and when they really push them past the 10th, 11th, 12th season, I think they start running out of gas. Uh, You know, I did want to see Penny Dreadful go on for longer than it did, but, Mm -hmm. you know, those that it did run was some of the best horror shows ever done for TV. And uh, and now we have all the streaming services like Netflix and Amazon, et cetera, et cetera, you know, airing shows um, all at once, like Stranger Things, which was a big thing this summer. So, yeah, no, and you're going to be seeing more and more of that, you know, since Stranger Things was such a big hit. You'll see more of those kind of shows uh, on Amazon and Netflix and the streaming services. Mm-hmm. So, and cable uh, you know, embraces horror in a big way as well. So, they're, they're, they'll keep coming. Yeah. So, um, 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 what? Why do you think Stranger Things caught on so fast? Is it because of the 80s nostalgia feel to it? What What is your opinion on why Stranger Things took up with the fans? Like, they loved it so much. Yeah, I think it was that it really captured the, the nostalgic moment in, in people and, and older audiences and also younger audiences who were able to you know see what their parents were were into when they were kids so I think it definitely wrote a sort, certain wave of nostalgia uh, but you know it, it was such a good concept that it probably could have worked in any time period uh, not just the 80s um, you know but it was just such a fresh uh, approach and that such you know memorable characters that uh, it was um, you know just gobbled up by people. Yeah, um, I haven't seen The Exorcist yet. You said you saw it and you enjoyed it. Um, does it yeah, I did. does does it follow like the same storyline as the films or it's or is it its no. own thing? No, it just cont- it you know it takes place in modern days and it, and it's just a, another exorcist and it. it, it, it you know, pays homage to the original film, but no, this is, these are just 21st century exorcists going about the church's business, driving demons out of people. Oh, okay, because, you know, there's... 
if I had to if I had to choose between two possession shows, either The Exorcist or Outcast, I would go with Outcast. But uh, I did like what I've seen so far in The Exorcist. I watched the second episode, though the ratings haven't been good, so I have a feeling it might not be around for long unless things turn around quickly. Uh, but it's definitely worked. Uh, yeah, I think people should check it out and give it a chance. Oh, uh, what well, um, um, what's your take on like the horror dramedy? I like to say like like shows like I Zombie and like you know like Supernatural is more like like CD boppers, but it it has some like horror elements to it. Like, what are what are your takes on shows like that? Well, I've never seen I Zombie. You know, there's just so much to watch. That yeah, I kind of, you know, have to rule certain things out, and I'm kind of so, sort of zombied out after. <laughs> uh, but Supernatural, yeah, Supernatural has some. Good shows. The, 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 the actors are really good. I uh, like when they come up with monsters of the week. Uh, you know, they usually have a good mythos running through the whole season. Um, so yeah, I'm, I still stick with it out of loyalty, I suppose. It's a show that probably could have ended three, four seasons ago. Uh, but you know, the the two lead actors, Jared uh, Padalecki and Jensen Ackles, are really dedicated to the show and and keeping it going and pleasing the fans. So I got to give them credit for that. They're not just phoning it in; they really believe in it and they they enjoy what they're doing. And it, and that comes across when you watch the series, even when some of the episodes aren't that hot. Yeah, um, did you see Z Nation? I don't know if you watch Z Nation. This is another zombie show, and if you do watch yeah. it, um, what's your opinion on it? Uh, no, I've never seen it. Yeah, I think for me, there's only room for one zombie show on TV, and that's why I stick with The Walking Dead. And, yeah, I tried Fear the Walking Dead. I watched the first two seasons, but it just never gets better. So <laughs> I finally gave up and want to concentrate on other things, watching yeah. other shows. Yeah, you know, the thing is, you know, you know, I guess they're trying to milk the cash cow. You have The Walking Dead, and, you know, they figure, let's do a spinoff. Um, um, the movies also, um, let's let's do a TV formatted version of this show. Like, I think The Omen got canceled. On, I think it was called Damien. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it did. Yeah, I never got. You know, I, I DVR'd the whole series, but then when it got canceled, I say, "Oh no, I watched the first episode, which was okay." Uh, but then when it got, ca- I DVR'd the rest when it got canceled. I figured, why bother now? Yeah. Um. Um. What's what formula you think shows based on movies have to follow? You think they have to do their own thing, or you think they have to like get close to the original storyline like what's your what's your take for a successful spin-off I think, show i think they should do their own thing um like you know just use the original as as a a jumping off point that's why i think the exorcist succeeded it did on tv uh, or at least almost succeeded is it didn't just recap and redo the original film it's not a remake it's you know it's just a story of other exorcists that kind of follows the formula laid down by William Peter Blatty, crisis of conscience and faith and and, and the devil going about his uh, dastardly business here on earth. So, and, and likewise, I, you know, the fact that like, like the omens seem to be going in the, the Damien rather, seem mm-hmm. to be going in the right direction because it catches up with the character, you know, decades later. So again, it's not just a re- retread of the young kid, uh, causing all these horrible accidents. So I, I think they should do something fresh and different as opposed to just, you know, giving us the same story in a different setting. Sort of like, you know, that, that's why I think that Rosemary's Baby miniseries remake was so awful because it was just the same story in a different setting. 
Yeah. Um, what's your thought about the? I haven't watched it myself, so I can't really give a comment. I don't know if you've seen it yourself. Um, the Scream series on MTV. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it. Um, the, the, I, I was watching Teen Wolf on M MTV, which I thought was fun. Yeah. But I never got into Scream yet. Again, it's just because it's such a genre TV show overload. Yeah. As good as the show might be, I just haven't been able to squeeze it into my my viewing uh, habits. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm getting away from horror for a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts about the CW shows, you know, with Supergirl leaving Channel 2 and going to the CW, and you have Supergirl, Arrow, The Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow? Um, what yeah, what do you think? I'm kind of burned out. I'm burned out from all the superheroes. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy the movies uh, to a certain extent, but I, I haven't even sampled any of the superhero TV shows. It's just so, too many of them, and I, I would, you know, I just don't want to get into... I could easily spend a whole week just watching superhero shows, and I just don't have any great desire. I'd rather watch some of the old shows from the 50s and 60s and, you know, get, sample some of the new stuff. Yeah, it's pretty much, it's uh, yeah, it, like, it's a lot to catch up on, I know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if I, if, uh, if, if I could, uh, you know, retire on my yacht someday and I got nothing to do but watch TV, maybe I will start watching some of those shows, but there's too, just too many of them. It's just like information overload. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, Tony, do you have any inside scoops of what's going on with like the Halloween, Friday the 13th films or anything going on? Not, uh, not too much. You know, I know they're actively developing the new Halloween movie, uh, at Blumhouse, uh, former uh, Fangoria contributor uh, Ryan Turek is uh, one of the production executives on the film, and uh, John Carpenter, as you probably know, is a consultant. I'm not sure how much consulting he'll be doing, but <laughs> they, they were able to attach his name to it, which, you know, the 10 movies before this one weren't able to do, so that kind of bodes well for it. Yeah. And Friday the 13th, uh, I know they want to make another one, and, and Sean Cunningham, I think, might be involved tangentially, and he's also developing a Friday the 13th TV show. Here we go back to TV. Oh, so I know they, you know, it is in the works. Yeah. Um, do you um, enjoy, well, I think I, I, I've talked about it before, but do you enjoy now the format of television of the storytelling they can tell over like, like let's say a 22 season arc where you could pretty much build up and, you know, basically sell on characters instead of having throwaway characters in a movie? Do you prefer the format of television? Um, yeah, I do like the arcs, but then I also like uh, standalone episodes too. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and some, you know, some of the, the stuff I've been seeing on TV is uh, is much better than the mainstream horror movies that have been coming out. So, uh, you know, I think uh, this has been a real golden age for horror on TV. Again, it comes back to Walking Dead, and again, recent shows like Outcast, and especially, especially um, uh, Penny Dreadful. I don't think, uh, you know, was, for me, there was nothing better than that one. Yeah. Um. What are your thoughts on the new Blair Witch that just recently came out? I thought it was okay. I, I was surprised that it flopped so badly. Uh, I thought the last act was kind of confusing and muddled, but overall it kept me engaged. And you know, I thought it was kind of creepy, and I liked some of the stuff they did in the movie. It was a little far-fetched in, in the sense that the the 
young hero of the story thinks he's going to find his sister who disappeared 20 years ago in the <laughs> woods after, you know, after all that time. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it was, you know, well-directed, and, um, uh, yeah, it, for the most part, it worked for me. Mm-hmm. I thought it would have done a lot. I was really shocked that it, it, you know, bombed. Yeah, no, I thought it was, was going to do a real, you know, a lot better, but I was surprised by that. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was, you know, if you ignored Book of Shadows and just watched the first one, then watch this. I think it follows a simple formula that, it, you know, it kind of tried to do what the first one did. But, you know, it's like you said, it sort of got lost there. But I thought for what it was, it was fine. I think they should have just left it. I think the original title was the, was the Woods, wasn't it? Or what was the original? Yes. yes. Yeah. You know, I think if they probably would have left it that way instead of having any references to the Blair Witch, it probably, as a standalone movie, I think it would have been all right. But I think the Blair Witch name is kind of tarnished already. So people was like, oh, okay, I don't know what this is going to be about. It's, gonna be, it's probably going to be a rehash of the first one. But, you know, I, I thought it was okay. It wasn't, you know, bad. I enjoyed myself. Right, but did, like, did you feel like the end, like, you didn't know what the hell was going on? Yeah, house? like, uh, yeah, it was... It, it, yeah, it, it was it was confusing, but I think a lot of horror, like if you watch like certain horror movies, they or like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you left you was left wondering like what the hell, you know what I'm saying? You know, he's just swinging the chainsaw and the girl got away. It's like I like movies that leave leave you leave you with an exclamation point or a question mark, but this one was a little bit out there though. Uh huh. Right. Right. You know, um, uh, um, any um movies down the line that people should look for in the horror movie genre that you think might be a, a winner? Like, do you do you, do you? Sure. Yeah. Well, coming up, um, well, uh, this weekend, the uh, Phantasm Remastered comes out. Yeah. Uh, there's also an, uh, an Iranian horror movie called Under the Shadow that got rave reviews. Uh, if people are looking for a really over the top midnight movie, uh. This uh, something called the Greasy Strangler that's bound to offend uh, everyone. <laughs> uh, then there's a new Ouija, Ouija Origin of Evil that comes out October 21st. That I hear is much better than the original Ouija uh, movie, and that was directed by Mike. This new one is directed by Mike Flanagan, who did Oculus. Uh, and again, I hear it's it's it turned out really good. Also, if you're a Godzilla fan. Um, Godzilla is returning in a big way on October 11th when Shin Godzilla opens in uh, nearly 400 theaters nationwide in a special event screening uh, that's going to be playing like here in New York on 42nd Street um, uh, at the Empire. And uh, if uh, people go to uh, the, the official website, Funimation Films, slash Shin Godzilla, they could find out where Godzilla will be playing at a theater near them. Uh, This is uh, the Toho, the the original Japanese Godzilla back in action. It's a reboot of the the franchise, and this is a meaner, leaner, uh, uh, more a special effects oriented Godzilla film. It's no longer a guy in a suit. Yeah, I've seen it and it was pretty uh, amazing how they uh, brought Godzilla up into the 21st century in this film. It doesn't have that high tech uh, flourishes of the, of the the last American Godzilla film, but this is really captures the flavor of the uh, the original 1954 Godzilla film, and, you know, with its warnings about uh, nuclear uh, and nuclear power and, and 
misconduct and uh, and what it would be like if this giant irradiated monster decided to trample a city and how the government deals with it and stuff. So, yeah, that's something that if you're a Godzilla fan or a giant monster movie fan, it's a movie to see. Shin Godzilla, you know, again, opens this October 11th uh, at, uh, you know, uh, all over the, all over the North and all over North America. Oh. Do you have any Netflix picks for horror if, you know, people just want to stay home and just watch something on Netflix in the horror section that that somebody might say, you know what, you know, to, for me, it's the VHS films on on, um, uh, on Netflix, the, the trilogy is awesome, and they're, they're, all three movies are in there. Is there any, any horror movies on Netflix that you're a fan of or people should look for to? is, uh, but, you know, for me, I, I'm a big fan of barn horror films and independent horror films. Uh, one movie I liked a, a lot recently was called I Am Not a Serial Killer with Christopher Lloyd. I thought that was terrific. Yeah. Supernatural horror, uh, very surprising, really different. I like that uh, a lot. And uh, I enjoyed Don't Breathe a lot, which is still in theaters. Yes, yes, very good movie. Lights Out. Yeah, I thought Lights Out was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, those are just off the top of my head. And then there's always the classics. You know, I, you can't go wrong with the movies from, uh, you know, from the past. Yeah. Yeah, I know, you know, there's the Nightmare on Elm Streets, the Friday the 13s that are that right. that are timeless. You know, people definitely could check that out. Uh-huh. Uh, Tony, yeah. do you have anything coming up in the works that you can speak about? Or there's any engagements that you're involved in? Or? Uh, well, with through Fangoria, you know, we host all these three free, free screenings, so if you live in New York City, um, you know, go to Fangoria.com and you'll learn about, uh, or on my Facebook page, you'll learn about these free shows we'll be doing in the weeks ahead. The first is October 18th, we're showing a movie called Rats, and it's actually a documentary by Morgan Spurlock, who did Supersize Me, but he, he tells a story in a real horrific manner that... Uh, it makes us one of the scariest documentaries you'll ever, ever see. Wow. So that one's a big one. It's really fun. And when we do the screening on October 18th, uh, Morgan's going to be at the show. So that's going to be really cool. So if you go to Fangoria.com today or get on my Facebook page, you'll see details about that. And then we have a, uh, a foreign slasher film that was showing October 24th called Windmill. We haven't announced that yet, uh, but stay tuned for information on that. And another movie called The Similars, which is from South America, we're going to be showing that in November. So, you know, all the details are uh, posted at Fangoria.com or, again, at my uh, Facebook page. Uh, These screenings are always free. We always have celebrities there. Well, not always, but a lot of times we have celebrities there. Um, uh, So it should be a, a, a good time for everyone. And if you have Turner Classic Movies, I, I should remind you that the month of October is uh, a ton of old uh, horror movies, new and uh, even some recent ones that are going to be showing, you know, from the 1931, from the silent films all the way up to, you know, more recent uh, horror movies. So definitely check out Turner Classic Movies all month for tons of horror movies. And if you're in Los Angeles, uh, in April, you know, come see me at Monster Palooza. That's a huge horror uh, convention that'll be held at the Pasadena Convention Center. Tons of celebrities, hundreds of vendors. Uh, it's going to be uh, one of the biggest horror conventions ever, and that's in April of 2017. 
And you could go to monsterpalooza.com to learn more about that. And you also have a book out, correct? Um, well, we put out a, a Fangoria book a couple of years, uh, like two years ago, called yes. Fangoria Cover to Cover. Yeah. That uh, was a, a big success. So, uh, yeah, there, there still might be some copies available on the Cemetery Dance website. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Tony, thank you so much for your time, and I appreciate that. And fans need sure. fans need horror in their life. Besides having romantic comedies, superhero films, you know, the thespian films, horror has been always a mainstay in cinema. And you know, fans need to go out there and watch it, especially for Halloween. You bet, you bet. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Tony. Much appreciated. My pleasure, Ephraim. Lots of luck with your show, and send me the link when it's live. Definitely will, man. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tony, for that um, wonderful selection of movies. And I hope your fans like those selections. If you want to check it out, you know, that's Netflix. You can Google them and you can explore and find these movies if you want to check them out. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Enjoy the show.